Welcome back to Clay, the podcast for courageous leaders, always yearning for more Jesus in their life. My name is Justin. I am your host, In Your Face with Grace, as uh, it was recently coined and phrased for me. The the name, the title was bestowed, and I'm going to go ahead and take that because I think it sounds kind of catchy and and fun. So uh, we're uh, we're talking about something today, uh, something that's uh, extremely simple, something that uh, you've all thought about at one point or another something that uh, you may have even thought about recently. You're coming up on the end of the year, you're thinking about next year, you're thinking about some goals to set, and you're thinking about uh, the person that you want to be. This podcast is uh, titled Clay, uh, simply coming from the the, the picture that we get, uh, specifically in Jeremiah, also in Isaiah, when uh, both Jeremiah and Isaiah are conversing with with God and, uh, and, and prophesying to the people. And they're talking about this uh, this idea of, of of clay in the hands of the potter, being molded and formed and transformed and uh, started over and all of the like, and that's uh, imagery uh, sticks out to us as we think about uh, ourselves, our lives, and uh, not wasting our life. There's a lot of uh, self help out there. There's a lot of books. There's books written by even very popular pastors about not wasting your life and. Uh, some uh, to a very biblical standard and some to a very non-biblical standard. So uh, we're not diving into that specifically today. Uh, what we're diving into is your values, who you are, and what makes up your decision-making. How do you come to decide which action to take, which path to take? Uh, all that comes down to your values, the values that you live by, the uh, main uh, morals and ethics that you use to guide your very day. And I mean down to the very day, not just uh, your life as a whole or this nice umbrella that you like to think about, but your uh, day-to-day life is guided by and dictated by the values that you hold near and dear to your heart. It is important that you establish your values, especially the top five, six values, whatever that uh, sounds like to you as you sit down and think about this, because if you're not going to establish your values, then Anytime there's an opportunity for you to weave your opinion into a conversation or fact or truth, uh, whether there's an opportunity for you to stand up for something, if you're not living by, if you're not beholden to the values that you speak of, again, this is another way of uh, talking the talk and walking the walk. If you're not consistent here, then you're not going to have firm ground to stand on when push comes to shove. You've all heard it said, a man that's willing to stand for nothing will ultimately die for nothing as well. And in these times, in uh, these days, there is uh, going to be many, many opportunities for you to stand for something. And your stance for something is going to be much more effective if you're actually living by the values that you claim to be important to you. So what does that look like and how do you establish these values? Well, First things first, as a Christian, I would suggest getting into the Word. The more often and the more consistent you are in God's Word, uh, the more often uh, you're going to be seen through a lens that is also filtered by God's Word. That's going to allow you to think, going to allow you to decide, going to allow you to plan, all according to His Word and be guided by truth. Truth, as we've talked about before, is not subjective. There is no your truth is true for you and my truth is true for me. There is no, uh, there's none of that. There are opinions and uh, we can agree to disagree, sure. But when it comes down to you as a Christian, you have to accept that there is finite truth to what you believe. 
If you're not willing to accept that, then uh, you're not going to read the Word of God as though it is holy, inerrant, and true. You're not going to read it as though you actually believe where it came from and how it came together. And you're also going to read it and, and not believe and not be able to believe, especially if somebody challenges you on uh, the stories and, uh, and, and the truths that are within God's Word. So why, why does this matter when it comes down to your values? Well, it's very significant because if you claim that your values derive from the Christian faith, the Christian walk, and yet you're not spending time in his word, you're not actually living out the Christian walk, then as soon as there is opposition to the things that you value, as soon as you are forced to make a stand for something, as soon as you are forced to actually uh, stand up and uh, claim one side or another on an issue, for instance, you're going to find that your foundation is awfully rocky. It's not solid. It's loose. It's uh, loose sand, as we talked about a couple weeks ago. It is uh, not going to lead to a lasting response to whatever it is that you are standing up against. Now, this could be something as uh, simple as, uh, say, a brief conversation about uh, Jesus and uh, the existence of or the truth of uh, his life and what he did for us in, say, the lunchroom at work or uh, break room or whatever you may call that. Or it could be something uh, more significant as uh, perhaps a family discussion, a fa uh, larger family gathering, say, going into the holidays where something comes up and instead of choosing to just sit on the sidelines and uh, pretend like the conversation is not happening like you've done in years past, you decide to uh, stand up for and uh, speak your piece and to uh, speak truth into a situation. And it backfires on you because you're challenged on whether or not you actually believe what you believe based on the way that you live. That's where your values need to be firmly established and lived out. Now, uh, you having your values identified does not mean that you're going to live a perfect life. So here's uh, point number two here for you to take away. As you're establishing the things that are the most valuable to you, the things that drive you, the things that uh, guide your decision-making and how you live and how you operate in your day-to-day, -day, as you establish those things, you're going to face the realization that you're not perfect and that you're not living up to the standard in, uh, say, any of these areas, potentially, or you realize that your standard was too low in some of these areas, and, and that's okay. Doing this exercise and actually paying attention to the things that you value, the things that you hold dear, these things that guide you in your day-to-day -day decision making and living, understanding that once you have decided upon these things, it's going to reveal areas that you might want to work on. You might want to brush up. You may want to sharpen the sword in some of these areas, and that is A-OK. -okay. That is absolutely 100% OK because you're never going to reach a perfection point here in this life. You're not going to be made perfect in this life here on earth. It's just not going to happen. So you don't have to live under the uh, the, the pressure of reaching this uh, perf perfect father or perfect husband or perfect whatever it is that is uh, that you hold near and dear to your heart. You don't have to uh, live as though you're ever going to reach that. And so that allows you to continually grow and continually excel to get better and better, not to retreat and just go, okay, well, I'm never going to make it, so why bother trying? Here's where men, specifically women too, uh, need to take a step back and look at their life and decide if they're even trying or not. Are you even giving your best effort? 
Are you even putting forth any effort? Or have you decided that the task is just too large and therefore it's not worth putting in the work? So what do you do now? You have thought through, you're thinking right now, hmm, what is it that is actually important to me in this life? What is it that I make my decisions through? How do I guide this decision-making that happens in my day-to-day life? Now, you might be thinking for a moment, why do you keep talking about decisions? I thought we were talking about values. I, I, I am. I am talking about values, and it is because of lack of establishing your values that your decision-making seems to be all over the place. Because you're not sure what is really important to you in your life, your decision-making tends to contradict itself. Or you may feel one week that you need to go one way, and the next week you feel totally different. You may feel pushed and pulled in different directions. You may feel like you're not gaining any traction anywhere, or maybe you're living your days out and you're not in the right place. Maybe you are uh, wandering aimlessly through life. Maybe that's how it feels. Well, it's probably because you have not established your value set. You don't have these things in front of you, and you're not making your decisions through these values. You're making decisions based on whatever feels right at the time, whatever feels best at the time, whatever is generally easiest. This is the issue with not having your values established. When life happens, you're going to deviate to, towards the easy route, the path of least resistance. You're going to look for whatever meets whatever you feel like on that given day and that given experience. And so when you face resistance and you feel like giving up, you're going to look for the outs. You're going to look for the excuse. You're going to look for the way, the way that is the most easy, the least resistance. Now we've talked in uh, episodes past that uh, life is not all about seeking out resistance, but it is certainly not about avoiding it. So as we establish our values, here's another thing to keep in mind. Your values may change over time. They may fluctuate. Something that is of the utmost importance to you today may not be of the utmost importance to you years from now, but it probably should still be of the utmost importance to you tomorrow and a week from now. You see, as you establish these values, they don't just change overnight. Generally, your values will change over a period of time. Maybe it's because you've gone through a season of life. For example, you may have raised your kids, and now you're in the phase of life where you're an empty nester, and you just have the grandkids to be thinking about. Well, your values may shift a bit. They're not going to completely change. They should not completely change, but they may shift. Different things may become the number one, number two priorities in your life as opposed to where they were. And that's just an example. Uh, This could be uh, a high schooler graduating high school heading off to college. Uh, This could be a college graduate finishing college and heading to uh, the workforce. Or perhaps you chose not to go to college. Totally get it. No, No issues with that at all. Maybe you went straight from high school into the workforce, or maybe it's military. There's all of these seasons, there's all of these uh, times in life that uh, are going to are going to uh, uh, really cast in stone your your values, and so you may come back and one day and see that those values are shifting around a bit. Now, the thing that's going to inform the values the most is who you are and who you believe you are, and whose you believe you are. That right there is going to be the key. So as uh, Christians listening today, this is why I will go all the way back to my very initial point. If you're not in the Word, if you're not in relationship with the God that you claim to believe in, 
then your values are ultimately going to be all over the place. You will have a value set, but then as soon as somebody says something that sounds okay or sounds halfway decent, like it might maybe sort of come from theology somewhere of something, of some obscure corner of the planet, then you're going to question whether or not it's true. And you may lean more towards it being true because it sounds nice, because it feels right. You see, this is where it is so important to identify and live your life on a firm foundation, not getting blown to and fro by every storm that society brings. So what can you do then? What, what, what do you do to establish these values, you say? For, for me, I'll, I'll start simply. Uh, I do believe that uh, you may have some uh, larger categories that uh, can be broken down into some more finite terms to focus on and to uh, build your life around. So an example would be my top three values, faith, family, and health. Faith, for me, that is my relationship with God. First and foremost, my time in the Word, my time in prayer needs to come first. It needs to be a priority in my life. I know that I will be a better husband, I will be a better father, I will be a better person all around if I am going to the well that can truly satisfy my thirst first. I'm also going to find myself less thirsty in general if I'm actually satisfying that thirst with uh, the one thing that will actually satisfy that thirst. Two, family. For me, this starts with my wife. She is my number one relationship here on this planet. She is first and foremost uh, and of the utmost importance. That relationship right there needs to be taken care of, needs to be nurtured, and it needs to be, uh, needs to be lived, it needs to be experienced, it needs to be an adventure, not the relationship, but on an adventure together, my wife and I. Why? Because that will allow me to be a better father as well. I need my kids to look up and to see a husband, to see a father that truly loves his wife, the mother of his kids, who uh, will put her first, put her, her needs first, knowing that it is that relationship that will lead and guide the kids. It is not the kids that are going to lead and guide my wife and I. So my wife is first and then my kids. Outside of that, my uh, significant uh, family relationships, uh, ones that uh, are, are of the most immediate uh, in, in, in a practical sense, and then extend family beyond that. And then there are key relationships that go beyond that that I do uh, deem family relationships, uh, people that are very, very close, discipleship-type relationships, doing life-type relationships, people that I see as part of my life, should I make it another 50 years on this planet, uh, should that be even a concern? I don't know. But uh, should that be uh, something that is uh, I'm blessed with uh, a long life here, then uh, I see these people still in my life, as opposed to those relationships that are for a season or for uh, a shorter period of time. We can all look back and uh, think about those people that you thought they were uh, well, I'll use a, uh, a Hollywood phrase here, ride or die type people. And uh, it's not, not, not that something negative happens that pushes you away. It's just that life happens and you go different directions. And so uh, you're no longer intertwined as much as you were before. And so I, I share that because I, I do want to uh, paint a very clear picture of, of family and, and how that breaks down for me. Because it may break down differently from you. You may not have the family background that I have. You may not be in the life situation that I have but you may have relationships that aren't very important to you. 
and I share them in those order because uh, my very first relationship is of the most of most importance. My relationship with God, that number one value, my faith. Uh, it is uh, it is in that spot for a reason. I do not want to allow any of these other relationships to creep into a place where they are more significant and more of a priority than my relationship with God. So my third value that I share is health. Uh, health because I think that if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not taking care of uh, the body, the vessel that God gave you as best you can within your uh, realm of control and, and uh, with all, all of those uh, possibilities between them, then I think that you're missing out on a lot that uh, this life does have to offer. I think that if you're not taking care of your health, you're not going to have the amount of influence that you could. Uh, somebody who is taking care of themselves is going to have a far, far greater impact speaking into the lives of other people when it comes down to uh, actually living a life with purpose and intention. Because it looks like, by the evidence, that you're living your life with purpose and intention. When you talk about uh, your faith, when you talk about what you believe in, uh, it is much easier to believe uh, somebody who is living out what they say is important to them. And it's uh, far easier to uh, lower your walls a bit and perhaps follow them a bit. Follow them until uh, they point you to Jesus so you can skip following the person and, and follow the Savior instead. Now, health is number three there uh, because I, I, I want to I want to be the best that I can be in, in general. From the time that I wake up to the time that I go to bed, I want to be the best that I can be in all of these areas. I, I, I do. I want to be alert in my prayer time in the morning. I want to be focused as a husband. I want to be uh, present as a father. All of these things, and I'm, I know I'm going to be far better at doing that if I put my health somewhere in these priorities. Well, what does that look like? It doesn't mean that I spend six hours in the gym every day. I don't. I don't have the time for that. I, don't, uh, I know very few people that do, and uh, it is probably because your career, your lifestyle, your, your actual life is built around being uh, physically well-conditioned and great. Uh, most people don't have the time for that. But what you do have the time for is making healthy decisions throughout the day as to what you put into your body. The fuel that you give your body, you have time for that. Everybody has time for that. And the majority of your health is based on what you put into it. Not so much what you do, but what you put into it and what you consume. Interesting. So those are my top three values. I could break down a a few more, but at the risk of not going on and on and on. I don't want to get to the second part of this exercise. If you list out your values in one column, on the second column, list out the way that you spend your time and where you spend the most amount of your time. The reality is majority of people are going to have an almost inverted list where the thing that is the most important to you is somewhere down the bottom of the way that you spend your time. And the thing that is least important to you is probably somewhere at the top of your list. And this is a, an interesting exercise that I think is, is worth considering. And that may not be uh, absolutely 100% correct for you in your current situation, your present situation in this current season of life. So I'm not providing a prescription for all of Christian society. But I, I, would, I would imagine that most Bible-believing Christians are thinking, okay, my number one, my number one priority is my faith. In some way, shape, or form, uh, that is probably what you would say is your number one value. And then if you were to be critical of the way that you spend your time and actually pay attention to that, you would probably find that pretty far down your list of how you spend your time. Whereas values-wise, you probably don't really care too much about finances in that uh, you don't care about gaining a bunch of. 
uh, and that's and that's totally fine. My, uh, my my thought here is that is probably where you spend most of your time, though, is gaining your finances or maintaining your finances. And uh, I again, I'm just sharing this because uh, this is how people's lists tend to look when you sit down and actually do this activity. Somewhere in the middle of your values is probably somewhere in the middle of where you'd spend your time. But most of us are spending the majority of our time on entertainment. The majority of our time uh, glued to our cell phone screens and our TVs. Uh, the majority of our time just kind of cruising, sat on cruise control, just chilling. Just waiting for the next day to start. As opposed to actually taking ownership and living out your day. This is why it's important to sit down and establish your values and establish how you spend your time. Because it's, it, it's, it's like a report card for your day-to-day life. It is going to reveal gaps in your life that you can shore up. It's going to reveal places that uh, you can uh, take uh, ownership of and gain some momentum and start living differently. And it is because of uh, taking ownership of your life that you will gain influence in your circles of influence, in your community. Uh, You will have more impact. Uh, You will have more uh, ground to stand on. And you will have a firmer foundation when the storms of life do come. Because you will be clear about who you are, you'll know who you are, and you'll know where you're going. But if you haven't established your values, if you haven't taken the time to actually pay attention uh, to what it is uh, that matters to you, uh, that you're actually living for, if you haven't taken the time to actually establish that, then you're just living aimlessly. One day this is important, one day that's important. One day uh, this is not important at all, one day it's the most important thing in the world. Because you're all over the place. And this is incredibly important for you in your day-to-day life because if your feelings take over and you start to make decisions through your feelings, then you start to forget who you are and you start to forget whose you are. And when you forget whose you are, you start to live like the world. You start to make decisions like the world. You start to see things through the lens of the world, which is confused and corrupt. It's a fallen world. We all agree to that. We all believe that. And yet, the further you deviate from your values, what is intrinsically important, the further you deviate, the more like the world you're going to become, the more like the world you're going to respond. And your influence will be gone because you'll just be another cog in the wheel. You'll just be another pawn on the chessboard. So take a moment today, maybe tomorrow, yeah, make it today. Grab a notepad and think about it. Think about the top five things that are values in your life that are uh, paramount to the core of who you are. Order them in one to five. And then on the other side of the sheet, write down how you spend your time. What are the top five things in your day-to-day life that consume the most time? From there, you can develop a game plan to decide what's important to you. What do you want to change? What do you want to grow? What do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Whose do you want to be? And for those of you that want to step up as courageous leaders for for your household, for your community, for those around you, for your church, this is going to be a key step for you. Because a leader who knows where he's going, who knows what he's fighting for, is a leader that's worth following. And as with every episode, the only way this show grows is if you're willing to share it. So if there is some value here, if there is a conversation that you think is a good one to start here, then share it. Share it with a couple of friends of yours. Continue this conversation. Continue thinking about uh, the things that are of value to you, things worth living for. And you know what? Why not? 
why not press that share button just just to help the show grow? We're not doing any marketing. We're not doing any advertising. We're not uh, blasting you with uh, any sponsors uh, or anything of the, of the kind. Uh, what we're here to do is to start conversations and to uh, disciple. And so use this as a resource, use this as a tool to grow those relationships, to think a bit differently, uh, to take ownership of your day, and to live your life to the fullest, not by the world's context, but to live it. Because the world needs more Christians that are willing to step up and lead, that are willing to be present, that are willing to go into battle with one another, alongside one another, fighting for a common purpose, fighting for the kingdom of God.